This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. We've got another wonderful show in store for you today. I have a wonderful guest I'm really looking forward to bringing on. Um, And of course, if you missed last week's show, I hope you had a chance to catch my dear friend, Pat Duckworth, talking about um, uh, her journey into becoming an advocate for women's health. And uh, we had a very special announcement at the end of that show. So I hope you uh, uh, caught that. And if you didn't, please go back to talkradio.nyc and check out that episode. It was a wonderful episode. Okay. So of course, we're no longer doing our quotes of the day that we had been doing in case you haven't been uh, tuned into the show for a while. I'm now reading a little section from my book, beginning of each show. And of course, my book is uh, Everyday Awakening. And uh, uh, I'm just going to uh, uh, read this little section, which actually is, is, again, I'm just taking these sections in order, going one by one. And this is just a perfect uh, section for what we're going to talk about today. So uh, this little section is called We Can Choose Our Own Standards for Success. Does success in the world mean success in your life? We have a tendency to measure our success by society's standards. Do we have a big house, a car, a spouse, kids, and most importantly, a well-paying job or a successful business? Yet we can have all these things and still feel empty inside. We can have all the external trappings of a successful life and still feel unfulfilled and disconnected we can still feel that we are not contributing enough to the world. Conversely, we can have none of those measures that meet society's expectations and still achieve inner peace. We can engage in profound relationships, create community among like-minded people, and feel fulfilled and whole. The real and more important question is, what are your own standards by what are our own standards by which we will measure success in our lives it is knowing ourselves is it knowing ourselves on a deep level is it having a life free of responsibility and being able to travel the world is it living close to the land and learning how to grow your own food and be self-sufficient 
deciding what we ourselves want and not allowing the external world to dictate our dreams is perhaps the most important form of success we can achieve. Then the pursuit of our dreams is meaningful. Have you looked at your dreams lately? Are they your real dreams or are they something tainted by other people's opinions? Is if there was no one else to consider, would you still have the same dreams? Mm. So uh, this is a, a, a section, a quote that, um, that I wrote a, a quite a while ago. And it, it kind of came to me at a time when I, I was realizing and I was reflecting on how in the past, so many of my goals, so much of my dreams, so much of what I was envisioning for myself was actually created by sort of the influence of society's opinion of what's good and what's successful and what's, you know, something worth striving for. And it's not that any of those things were bad. They just weren't really authentic. They weren't really me. They weren't really what I wanted. And it, and it really took me a number of years to kind of get past that and see that, you know, having, you know, five homes in different states and, and, and flying here and there and everywhere to, to give talks to thousands of people, not, not that I don't love to do things like that, but that's not what really motivates me. That's not what really lifts me up. For me, I realized it's much more about creating community. It's much more about having a life filled with fun and ease and joy and grace. It, it, it's more about connection and connecting with like-minded, like-hearted, like-spirited people. And so once I began to really see for myself what was really my dictates of, of what success is all about. Um, then, then I began to see like, oh, you know, it, it's what success is for me is not really what I thought success was in the past, not really what I dreamed of in the past. And, and it's kind of also when I was writing this, it, it, it also brought to mind that how, you know, someone on the outside can appear to have all of this success and all of this apparent, you know, great things and still be in such pain inside because about, mm, now it'll be 11 years ago, a little, little less than 11 years ago, my best friend from high school committed suicide. And at the time, he was married. He had a wife who loved him. He had two sons. One, I think, had just gotten bar mitzvahed. Um, he had a successful business. He had a beautiful home. I mean, he had everything, quote unquote, that a person could want. But for him to commit suicide, it was just a huge wake-up call. Like, how much pain must he have been in? 
And so it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how, quote unquote, successful you are by society standards. It doesn't matter, you know, how famous or all of this nonsense, all of this, I mean, I would say superficial stuff in a way. That's not what really is important because if we're in pain, if we don't feel good about ourselves inside, then it doesn't matter what we have on the outside. We're never going to be able to fully appreciate it. We're never going to fully enjoy it. And if we can line up with what really lights us up and not consider what other people think we should be doing and not worry about whether we have a high paying job or, or, or a vacation home in some beautiful spot. And, and again, there's not that there's anything wrong with any of these particular things. Absolutely not. It's not about the things it's about whether they truly align authentically with who and what we are deep inside. Because when we're in alignment, then, then it, it, it's all a beautiful expression of, of what we're creating in the world. But if we're out of alignment, then it, it, it's none of it, none of it really matters. So, something to think about. Um, and if you liked um, this particular quote, uh, this particular section, please check out my book, Everyday Awakening. You can find it on Amazon, on Barnes and Nobles, all the major booksellers. And you saw before I had up uh, the link, everydayawakeningbook.com. You just click on the, just go there and it'll take you straight to the listing uh, on Amazon. So Anyway, a wonderful way to start off the show. I hope you uh, uh, liked it. Um, it is now my pleasure to introduce to you my guest for today. So uh, I, I'm very pleased to, to, to have come on my show today, Deborah Kozowski, um, the charismatic host of the thought-provoking podcast, The Millionaire Woman Show who is committed to enriching the leadership potential of her clients, essentially guiding them to go within to capitalize on their true personal power so they can achieve the measurable success they desire in business and in life. After graduating with distinction and earn, earning a Bachelor of Science in Nursing, this award-winning three-time best-selling author and two-time TEDx speaker, um, past Forbes coaches, counsel, contributing writer, and certified executive coach, spent many years as a clinical manager excelling in leadership development before founding Deborah Kozowski International, a world-class training and consulting venture focusing on helping individuals, aspiring business owners, and solopreneurs develop the winning success habits that transform human potential into sustainable profits. Deborah, welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour. Thank you so much, Sam, for that introduction and just listening to that piece of your book so resonates with the Millionaire Woman Show where we talk about how people can live rich from the inside out and it totally hits home with what you've just shared. Thank you so much. 
Oh, oh, my pleasure. You know, it's so funny. I'm just kind of reading these sections from my book in order, but somehow they always seem to line up perfectly with who the guest happens to be that day. Um, and, and, and it's really a pleasure to have you on because I always love people who are a fellow TEDx speaker, a fellow show host, you know, somebody who, who really gets it. Um, I, I'm just curious, like when you were a little girl, were you like telling all your friends like what they needed to do to feel better? You know, were you you always kind of in that mode or was this something that really kind of developed later in life? You know, it's interesting because when I think I, I, I'm a firm believer that there's events in our lives that are like a golden thread that thread through everything to where we were. And if you were to ask me when I was in grade one, someone would say, Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? I wanted to be wonder woman. Ah. And because uh, I just thought she could accomplish so much. Mm-hmm. And she was strong and she was powerful. She embodied so much. And I still, you know, admire her. And when I watch the Wonder Woman movie, and I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but there's a special part at the end that it just made me feel like I was in grade one again. And yeah. I was just like, oh, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have to say, I, I thought they did a really good job with the Wonder Woman movie. Um, kind of bringing it up up to date and and uh, Gail Godot the the Israeli actress who plays Wonder Woman I just think she's very well embodies that role of 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 both being a strong female character and at the same time can be very feminine and very sexy and and really sort of embodying that that sacred feminine energy yeah, absolutely. She's stunning and has that strength within her that just radiates from her being, right? It's mm. not, and her other strength shows up in doing, but it really shows up in how she shows up in the show. And right. uh, yeah, it radiates to everything else. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I'm curious, uh, uh, <laughs> you've got a, a BS in, in nursing. Uh, I guess were you always kind of a, a bit of a caretaker? Were you always somebody who wanted to help other people? You know, it's very interesting that you asked that. And, you know, they call it in Canada, that we, we call it a BSCN. Okay. Um, but it's interesting that you say the BS part, because I have a story to go with that. I actually uh, wanted to be a physician. So, um, and there was times I wanted to be an architect. It was all about creating. And when it came Mm. to the physician part, it was about having the knowledge to investigate. Like I'm thrilled about investigating things, finding solutions for individuals, um, brainstorming and knowing that my strongest potential lies in being able to be a creator. Mm. When I was, um, Travel nursing, when I got my degree, there was no jobs here in Canada at the time. And I went to this to join you in the US and I went to Florida. I worked for a year and then I got into travel nursing. And within that time, I was determined that if I was going to return to Canada, I wanted to go to med school. And so I took the exam, the MCAT exam that we need to do Mm -hmm. um, in order to do the application. And I was in Arizona at the time. And there was an error in the exam. So, you know, when you're writing an exam, you're, you're in flow and you're, you're going along and all of a sudden they make this announcement that anyone who had the exam paper that said BS on the cover, that um, they gave us several options of rewriting, um, continuing on adjusted score and all this. And uh, 
I raised my hand, but you're out of flow suddenly, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, I applied to a number of different schools, didn't get in, and ended up um, co- continuing travel nursing and eventually came back to Canada. Mm. Wow, wow. You know, it's so funny how these things sort of, at the moment, they tend to derail us. Yet somehow, when we take the really long view, that maybe they didn't derail us at all. And maybe they actually, things were working for us all throughout the whole process. So we've got to take our our first break. When we come back, I'd like to know sort of how did you go then from sort of being so involved in travel nursing and, and coming into somebody who's all about helping people with mindset and being more successful and, and, and helping people to discover the real uh, authentic person inside of themselves. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I have a great story for that. Ah, Wonderful. Wonderful. So, and I do see Patty checking in loyal listener from Tucson. Ooh, 113 degrees Fahrenheit in Tucson. That's kind of hot, Patty. I hope you're staying cool. Uh, So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time right here on talkradio.nyc. And we're all over Facebook on Facebook Live. And we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking this hour with Deborah Kozowski, uh, host of the podcast, The Millionaire Woman Show. So, so Deb, um, as we were talking before the break, you, you had uh, come to the U.S., you studied, you became a nurse, you got into travel nursing. Um, how did you get from that to starting to, to be a coach and a, cert, a certified executive coach, a TEDx speaker, a best-selling author? What kind of moved you from the one profession into this sort of new, uh, uh, new ventures for you? So, you know, when people think of their journeys, they think, you know, a destination A to go straight to B and it, it does not work that way. No, no. <laughs> I'm living example that it doesn't work that way. Uh, you kind of get detours along the way. When I was uh, two weeks before I was finishing my degree, I had a patient come back from the OR and a bunch of us were surrounded, you know, around this gentleman putting, you know, making sure all the lines were hooked up. This was an open heart recovery. Ooh. And he came in and we were putting all the patches and, you know, the team, it's very intense time that, that initial, you know, 15, 30 minutes getting everyone set up. And all of a sudden there was beeping and alarms. And I was, you know, a student, but I was right beside his bed. And I remember just touching his hand. And then all of a sudden someone yelling, we got to crack his chest. We got to do it now. And um, they're like, no, we got to go back. So they went back to the OR and I internalized the whole event. I internalized that, oh my gosh, I must have did something. Uh, and here we are a team, right? Yeah. And um, they went back to the OR. I grabbed one of these little stools that is a footstool. And I sat in front of the monitor for two hours waiting for the heartbeat to come back on the monitor. Mm. When someone's on bypass, it doesn't show the rhythm, right? So I thought, oh, I'm just going to okay. sit here and wait mm -hmm. for this rhythm to show up before they bring him back to us. Mm-hmm. And after those two hours, the preceptor I had, she came and tapped me on the shoulder and she said, Deb, you know, you need to go home. Mm. I said, I can't, I need to know that he's okay. I, I, I just, I, I don't want to leave. And mm. I lived across the street from the hospital and she says, well, there's no one here to supervise you anymore. So you have to go. Uh. So I went home, I put on my pajamas, I put the blankets over my head and I actually just cried myself to sleep. Because I thought, mm -hmm. is there something that I did that contributed to this situation and just internalize all the energy and the intensity and, and uh, finally fell asleep. And the next day it was around noon. I got a call from my instructor asking me how I was doing. And I said, I don't know. You tell me. Mm. And she informed me that the patient had died. Ooh. And I just said, I don't know if I can do this. I was two weeks from graduating. And she said, Deb, you're one of my top students. You're graduating with distinction. You have two weeks left. You can do this. And I said, I don't know. I don't know if I can take this responsibility. Mm. And um, I hung up with her, you know, doing some reflection. And then the preceptor called and said, you know, Deb, there's nothing that could have been done. You know, I talked to the physician and he said, it. you know, it was like suturing wet Kleenex that this surgery was mm. potentially, you know, either to save his life or extend. And there's nothing that was within your control. But still, mm. as a student, you know, new, you know, you're 20 something years old, and mm. everything was all of a sudden realized I was taking so much responsibility. Yeah. Mm. And in, it was 
then I, I did graduate, obviously, that, you know, you hear my bio that I would <laughs> have uh, progressed in the career. But when I came back from travel nursing in Canada, from the US to Canada, I went exactly to the same area that I had left that patient. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I was determined because of that event, I was dedicating my life to serving others in a bigger way. And I knew that I had to be meant for something more for that event to happen to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it took me over 30 years. Uh, no, well, 20 something. I'm going to age myself otherwise. Um, <laughs> it took me many years. It wasn't until probably the past five years that I've actually ever shared that story with anyone. I was uh, carrying that uh, burden of that story with me for many mm -hmm. years, um, you know, concerned about judgment, how how embarrassed I was for, you know, holding on to this for all these years, yet it wasn't something that was in my control. Right. And uh, what I realized that it took me a very strong journey of mindset to get to a place of, first of all, working in exact area mm. where that event, and some would say that was a form of PTSD, I guess, yeah. Um, yeah. to go back to that exact area and work there. Yeah. And so that to me was one of the biggest things that I overcame. And yeah. then I started studying Navy SEALs, uh, firefighters, police officers, learning more about different mindsets and how people become more unbeatable in mindset. And from my own journey and extracurricular, I got it into triathlon. Oh, and, wow. You know, learning about endurance and transition and all of it seemed to fit together because life itself is like a marathon, right? Right. For triathlon, I like to refer to it because we have many transition points. We have sure. defining moments that really change our trajectory where we thought we were going one way, the universe, God, whatever, whatever your belief system is, it takes you where you need to be. And sometimes we're like doubting it, wondering why we're going in this direction. And it's taken, and it's always a work in progress to trust where I'm being led to serve. Right, right. But it was partly because of that event that really took me on the journey. And then while I was um, working as a manager, there was, I talked to someone in our talent and development department. I was considering an MBA and then an MA in leadership. And she said, you know, Deb, have you thought about executive coaching? Uh, I, and I said, you know, I've been looking into it, but I don't know, you know, which one comes first or later. And she goes, well, why don't you just go experience coaching? And I just fell in love with it hmm. and knew that I could bring it back to the organization, but it would also enhance this practice that I started developing on the side as a speaker. Uh, and when I think about that Wonder Woman from grade one, I do think about that whole journey where people did come to me to bounce ideas off of or brainstorming and, and it started to all fit together. So, so when you started coaching, you were still working in the medical profession? Yes. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so again, it's, it's kind of this thing where you're, you're sort of doing what you're doing at the time you're, you're cultivating and developing this other aspect of yourself, but you're applying it to the very same profession that you're working in to begin with. Yeah. And it was in my coaching um, training that I had this epiphany, which was, it, it was a memory that was buried long ago that, you know, I had a family member pass away hmm. in a car accident um, when I was eight years old, 
he was 16 and a bunch of him and his buddies were killed. Ooh. And I remember making a gift and my, my uncle, whose father he was of this cousin of mine was coming into my grandparents' house for Christmas. And I had made this gift. I was hiding in the bathroom and I thought I have this gift. And if I give him this gift, I'm going to make everything better for everyone. Mm. And I'd run out and someone would say, Deborah, now is not the time to share your gifts. And I would go back and I'd hear the door open and I'd run out again. And I'm like, is he here? Is he here? I have my <laughs> gift to share. And he's, they'd say, Deborah, now is not the time to share your gifts. And I was like, I just couldn't hear it. Right. So yeah, I went back to the bathroom, yeah. the door opens, I run out and they're like, Deborah, not now. <laughs> Right. And I didn't realize that I had buried mm. that. But this is part mm. of what I realize my mission is. My mission is not only to share my gifts, but to ensure the people I work with, the people mm. I speak to are sharing their gifts fully and stepping into their potential. Mm-hmm. Now, you kind of specialize, if I understand correctly, like you specialize primarily in working with women and helping women to share their gifts, correct? Well, I do work with women are primarily, but I do have been coaching men as well um, in profession, in business and executive coaching. Uh, One of my friends years ago used to, I said, why did you come to coach with me? And he said, because you're not my competition. Ah, so I do work with men as well. Okay. Okay. Good, good, good. Um, and, um, you, you've written a number of books and you've been a TEDx. What was your first book that you wrote? I co-wrote with uh, Charmaine Hammond. We wrote, yes, your best life. Oh, with Charmaine. I actually just finished doing a class with her. Uh, We uh, teamed up to do a class on monetizing your podcast. Wonderful. Wonderful. She's a fabulous lady. Yes, she is. Wonderful. Wonderful. And what was your first TEDx talk? My first TEDx talk was at TEDx Lakehead University, and it was packing a difference in a shoebox. Explain. So I uh, started off with having a philanthropic effort of giving shoe boxes and creating a Christmas experience for those children who are less fortunate. So we went ah. to schools that had high, low income mm-hmm. or uh, socioeconomic um, things going on for themselves. So instead of singling out anyone, we created a spirit of Christmas campaign where we had a pancake breakfast. Kids would show up in pajamas. They had no idea that mm-hmm. uh, Santa was coming and we'd uh, have a big give filled with, sh- and people would donate shoe boxes. And uh, it's just warms my heart oh, to think cool. of how community came together to mm-hmm. uh, put together this event and uh, really light up a child's world and share those gifts right so there's this golden thread of those gifts being given and people sharing gifts throughout Mm. my journey cool cool wonderful wonderful okay it's time for us to take our second break and when we come back i would like to talk about um you know how you sort of when you're coaching working with people how do you get started like what what do you think is the most important question to ask someone uh when you're working with them and then we'll we'll get into uh your book let's be curious and and all kinds of other wonderful things okay sounds great wonderful so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity uh we do this every thursday 12 noon to 1 p.m eastern time right here on talkradio.nyc and we'll be right back 
after this. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It's on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say that is king. Well, Wise Content rules the world. Just tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We're speaking with Deborah Kozowski, uh, author, TEDx speaker, and amazing human being all around. Um, so when you, now you coach executives, you coach powerful people all over the place. When you start working with someone, what are usually some of the first questions you ask someone to help them to, to shift whatever they're, you know, wanting to work on. Yeah. So often I start with a discovery call, which is complimentary just to see if we're the right fit and to see what people are looking for as their outcomes. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. There is what they often come to the table, what they want versus Mm -hmm. the true need of what we discover in the process. Right. And this is what is so amazing about the power of questions. So one of the things I usually start off with is asking people, what is it that they want? Mm -hmm. I work from a place of appreciative inquiry Mm -hmm. and appreciative inquiry is, you know, looking at the best 
of what is, but what is it that I can see my future being that preferred future often referred to as that impossible future. Mm. And, you know, and sometimes it might be single situations that we're coaching about that they want to get through um, conflict resolution, or Mm. they want to grow in their career, but they know that they have some self limiting beliefs. So a lot of mindset work there. And other than that, it's like, so what is it that you want for yourself? But why is it that you want it? Mm. Really tapping into the why of why someone wants it, because I need to understand the motivation and desire behind it. Mm. No one's going to do the work unless mm-hmm. they have the desire to do so. And they have to have the awareness, awareness mm-hmm. of what it is they want and the desire, that hunger to do the work. Because otherwise I end up wanting something more for someone than themselves. And they want it for themselves. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. the ones who are doing the heavy lifting per se, in the fact of the actions that they need to take. Right. Right. Um, I'm curious. You, you've been coaching people now for about how many years? Roughly? 10. 10 Roughly years. 10 years. Yeah. Do you see people coming with different challenges than 10 years ago? Or is it kind of similar? It's all, you know, basically mindset stuff. You know, Everyone faces challenges at any time, whether they're in a challenge at the moment, they're going into a challenge or coming out of it. These are those growth points of where we have these defining moments that we push through or we sit in for a period of time. Um, No one is without challenge. Mm. One of the things that I've noticed over the years, there is one primary thing that tends to show up and it's been universal is that you know, people feel that they're stuck or they're lost passion for what they do, but often comes from not appreciating where they are at and Mm. not celebrating the smallest successes that they've been having. So when we shift to celebrating, you know, getting the contract, having that difficult conversation, having, you know, fruitful conversation at the dinner table, engaging Mm. with your teenager, Um, being able to go on stage and have a conversation. All of these could be the smallest wins in your mind, but they make a significant difference in how that richness and that wealth show up in your life. As you mentioned at the beginning of the show, you know, talking about success and everyone has such a different definition of success. Success can be peace of mind, you know, in being able to, or the freedom to make, have choice where there's other places where, you know, even women, they don't have the same able to make choices for education and different things like that. So when we're thinking about the universal thread that I've seen, it's mainly that we need to step into a place of gratitude Hmm. to, you know, push through those limiting beliefs to see that the gifts that we already have and celebrate what we bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Gratitude is like one of those fundamental things that no matter how successful you are, there is always a deeper exploration into gratitude. And what more can we be grateful for? And, and, and what are even the little tiny things that we take for granted that actually when we're grateful for them bring us so much more in life, right? Yeah, yeah. Like my family laughs at me because <laughs> I you know, the, I'll be like, Oh, Dwayne Johnson. And they're like, Oh, you, you like him because of his looks. Looks has nothing to do with my attraction to Dwayne Johnson. Uh, you know, yeah. the mm-hmm. muscles, sure. 
<laughs> what attracts me to him is that smile of mischievous gratitude. Yeah, yeah. There was um, a little clip that he had on Instagram stories one time, and he was previewing a movie, and he just had come off set, and people had been waiting hours for him. And he, and he was playfully saying, you know what, I'm just going to pretend that, you know, I didn't see them. I'm going to drive a little bit ahead. And he, he drives a little bit ahead. He goes, we're going to play with them. And then he goes, no, I remember where I came from. And mm. I, he backs up a little bit, signs an autograph and just this pure joy in being able mm. to have fun, be playful, but be so genuinely grateful for his journey of what brought him to where he was. And every time I see something, it he just emanates gratitude. Mm. And that's what I love about who he is and how he shows up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great role model, right? Just, just, just remembering where you come from and, and really just being grateful, not taking anything for granted. Yeah. I'm curious, over the last year and a half, it's been a very challenging year and a half for a lot of people. What challenges have you come across that maybe even surprised you that that you learned a lot about yourself in dealing with those challenges? Mm, great question. You know, when I, when I face a challenge, and especially this past year, what it brought me to realize is that we need to go back to the basics of self-care mm-hmm. and um, gratitude, a huge gratitude piece. But that self-care piece is, you know, people will talk about selfishness, but that self-care is going back to the basics, mm-hmm. having enough sleep, eating healthy, exercising. These are where our greatest strengths come from in our mindset to deal with those things because not only our ego, but that small part of our brain, that amygdala, mm-hmm, it is set yeah. up to protect us, right. protect us from any danger. So it's always scanning the environment, even, you know, can be hyper vigilant at times. And I think during this past year with masks and everything, that threat has been around us all the time. It's not like you're getting away from it. But right. when you get an opportunity to be in your home or out in nature, it's kind of your solace. But going back to those basics and including hydration, because we know if the brain's tired, you're going to be more sensitive, more emotional. You're going to react to things more readily. If you're not physically feeling strong or confident, you're going to perform that way as well. Spiritually, whether it be nature, meditation, uh, prayer, that if you don't feel connected and feel that there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel or that there's a higher power guiding it, um, you know, for some people, it'll be more challenging than others. So they need to lean into where their strength comes from. We all have this inner knowing of this, where our strengths are guided. And I know that if I haven't, you know, had some physical activity in a few days, I can be very easily irritated because I don't feel strong, whole, And, you know, to also mentally be in the space that I'm rested, I can listen and be there for someone else when they need me. Otherwise, if I can't be there for myself, I can't help anyone else. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. It's it's, we really need to learn to fill up our own cup so that we can give from the overflow, not from a lack. And that by by really taking care of ourselves and by, by making sure that we are uh, feeling good 
physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, that then when we show up, we can show up as our best selves. Yeah. And then, then and we- how we tackle things really, we lead by example. You know, people will say, well, I'm not a leader. Well, guess what? You're a leader, whether you want to be or not, because there are people who are paying attention to how you react to certain things, how you are moving through. And they're thinking, wow, how do they do it? What, what is it that I could be doing? And the, if we become reactive in situations or get drawn into negative news, that's another thing, paying attention to what's influencing yeah. our thoughts and how we feel about things. You know, some of it had to be turned off. Some of it yeah. had to be limited. Because yeah. I know if I was to get sucked into watching the numbers go up, I know I think I waited and I was watching until I think the U.S. hit a million. And oh, I never looked no. at it ever again, the map. Wow. I never oh. looked at it again because I knew what it started doing to my psyche. Mm. So I, all I did was I've watched good shows that made me laugh. And I normally don't watch television. I've read more books than ever that kept me in where my mindset is. I continue mm-hmm. to move forward with my business and relationships. And those were the key things that have helped me move through the past mm-hmm. year. But the biggest thing is choosing fear is not going to stop me. Choosing faith mm-hmm. over fear, cho- choosing courage over comfort. Mm-hmm. Because when we move into action and still go after the things that we want in life, there's no room for fear. And, you know, Mm. you might feel uncomfortable, but as you're doing it, you become more confident in what you do. So courage must move into action in order for us to overcome fear. And they can't exist at the same time. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do they say? Uh, Courage is is feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Yes, absolutely. We're we're never going to be completely free of fear, but that doesn't mean we can't move forward in our lives. And it doesn't mean we can't still do things that, as you said, make us feel uncomfortable. Yeah, we can't let it paralyze us from really moving forward because there's that fear. And the greatest fear of all is that people have a fear of uncertainty. Will I be able to handle this is the underlying fear. Mm. And we've all faced, we face uncertainty daily. Right, right. Absolutely. And, and indeed, I think this past year and a half has shown us that there is more uncertainty in the world today than there has ever been before. And, and actually, I, I, see a lot of people like you know like myself included i can't even plan a year out anymore i mean six months that's already getting a little fuzzy it's like a month or two yeah i can i can plan a month or two but more than that it uh, i don't know it's uh uh, you know everything's up for grabs as they say when you get too far out there all right it's time for us to take our last commercial break i can't believe it time flies when we're having so much fun when we come back i would love to talk about curiosity with you and and your book about curiosity and how curiosity serves us especially in a time like this okay absolutely let's do it all right wonderful so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity and we'll be right back after this you're listening to talk radio nyc uplift Educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? 
Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Deborah Kozowski, host of the podcast, The Millionaire Woman Show, uh, amazing coach, trainer, speaker, and author of the book, Let's Be Curious. Why Let's Be Curious? Well, many reasons. Let's Be Curious is all about asking the right questions, getting better answers, and creating what we want. You know, I've learned that people hesitate from asking questions. There might have been some time on their journey of life where someone said, well, that was stupid. Why did you ask a question like that? Or because when we were kids, we used to ask why all the time. You'd be at the (laughs) checkout at the grocery line and mom would say, no, you can't have that. Why? Well, why can't I? And, you know, finally they gave in because they didn't have a response to the why sometimes. Right. So. You know, I like to think of curiosity like, and, and the first thing, the image that comes to my mind with curiosity is the Cheshire cat, right? In the trees of Alice in Wonderland saying, well, where are you going? And if, if you don't know where you're going, you'll, you'll end up there, right? So right. when I think about curiosity, it can be a solution for so many things. It can resolve conflict. It can resolve miscommunication. It can help us discover solutions and brainstorm new ideas. It is so exciting to think about what is it that we can tap into that life force that brings us life and really help us understand where we can go. Because we often limit ourselves with what we think we're capable of because we see ourselves in our current situation and it's hard for us to have that perception beyond that. Mm, Right, right. And 
I often find that curiosity sometimes is the best way to approach difficult situations. You know, we have a tendency to shy away from something that feels challenging or that makes us uncomfortable. And if we're can switch that uncomfortableness into curiosity. Like what is really going on here? Why am I feeling this way? What does this remind me of? And really dig into it that we can actually find a lot of gold in those uncomfortable situations, can't we? Yes. You know, I recently read a a book called What My Soul Told Me by Richard Barrett. And it really Mm. complements the work of Let's Be Curious. And one of the statements he had put was every situation is neutral, right? Hmm. And it's yeah. only the meaning that we give a situation yeah. that really gives us that emotional charge because right. we can be, have five of us looking at the same situation, all thinking, you know, is that good or is that bad? And it will all depend on how your perception of the world based on your ex- education, experience and knowledge, you're coming with your own lens. Right. And it just the power of questions and being curious is the question behind it is, is so if I reacted, why did I choose that reaction? And I loved reading that in his book. And I'm like, yeah, these are the powerful questions of curiosity. Right. 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 Why did I choose that reaction? And what what am I afraid of? What is the fear underlying that reaction? You know, especially when we're looking at the negatives, you know, right. And, and what is the story that we're telling ourselves around? Exactly. Exactly. And it's the narrative that we tell ourselves that is going to continue to guide how we feel about situations, whether or not we're going to take action and ultimately the outcome. So when people look around themselves, if they don't like something, they have to remember that there was a thought that influenced that, that led to a choice that was made. So if you don't like it, there's one way to change it. And it's really paying attention to changing the thought or changing the influence that led to the thought to where you are today. So what is the story you tell yourself today that uplifts you and, and lets you know that you really are on track for where you want to be? Wow. That's a fabulous question, Sam. (laughs) So the story I have to remind myself of is that everything I have done so far has led me to this moment, good and bad, based on my perception of that. And as soon as I move into that place of neutral, my emotions can go to a place where I can see the facts versus being charged with emotion. I can make better decisions. And the mantra that I've picked up for myself is to remind myself, you got this, right? That positive self-talk and being the encourager that I am for other people I need to also do for myself. Yeah. You know, and you know, there's been moments in triathlon where I've climbed a hill and I thought, Oh my gosh, I'm going to get off and walk. And (laughs) recently, you know, I got myself a new bike and I, and I've been taking on hills and I haven't walked, but what I recognize that I have had to do is I look at only one small section at a time on Uh. that hill. I keep my head down. Uh, I will glance just above the horizon to see where I'm heading to, but I will focus on a short distance in front of me. And I think that's when we we feel challenged with things that if we focus on one short distance in front of us, what can I do until the next step, till the next step, 
it becomes more manageable. And I can say, yeah, you've got this. And then create that momentum and asking the questions and being curious is, okay, so what do I need to do now? Mm. What is it that I can do differently to, you know, feel stronger, be tighter with the transition points in life to be more decisive and Mm. feel confident with my decisions. Mm. Right. And it takes the small decisions, those small little pieces in front of me that help you feel more confident, more knowledgeable and feel like the leader in life that you feel like you're meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're almost out of time. I would be remiss in my duties if I did not give you an opportunity to let people know how they can find you, where they can get a hold of you. How can they learn more about you, Deborah? Well, there's several ways. Thank you, Sam, so much. First of all, I I do have a free gift on my website at www.debrakazowski.com. There is your last name for our audience, just make sure they get it right. So Deborah is D-E-B-R-A and Kazowski is K-A-S-O-W-S-K-I.com. There's a three-part video course there right now called Making Habits Stick to help you Mm -hmm. identify some of the derailers in life, those habits that are taking you off track. And we want to build in focus and consistency so you can knock those goals and dreams that you have out of the park and actually make them a reality for yourself. So that's one way. I'm on social media channels. I have a YouTube channel where you'll find my podcast on video, otherwise on Apple, Spotify, your favorite podcast player, the Millionaire Woman Show podcast. And we're celebrating five years uh, on June 30th. So it's really exciting. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So it's been an amazing journey. And the my favorite part about the podcast itself is being able to connect with people all over the world, showcase individuals and really bring to light some of the amazing things that we can learn from each other so that people can step into sharing their gifts fully and live to their full potential to live rich from the inside out. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Deborah, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on my show today. I know it's been a while for us to set this up, but I'm really glad that you made it and and glad that you were able to take the time out to come on the show. Thank you very much. I'm grateful. Thank you so much, Sam. This was a wonderful opportunity. You're welcome. You're welcome. I just, I just love, you know, talking to people like yourself and, and, you know, being able to share with our audience, just these great insights and life lessons uh, to help support people in, you know, whatever they're having to deal with in their own lives these days. And of course, thank you, my loyal listeners for tuning in today. I always appreciate you all. I see, uh, 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 you know, Patty's been there on the Facebook live and and uh, I see someone else share the video. Thank you so much. Please don't keep us a secret. If you love this interview, share it with your friends, your family on social media. Help us get the word out there. Um, let, let's not let's not keep the conscious consultant hour as the best kept secret okay let's get it out there and of course you know if you missed any part of today's show you can catch it on the replay on talkradio.nyc on all the major podcasting platforms uh, apple google stitcher spotify 
Amazon. Now we're on Pandora, iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. So whatever podcasting platform you're used to using, just do a search for the Conscious Consultant Hour. You will find us. And if you don't, let me know, and I will make sure we get listed there. So thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget, later today, 4 p.m., we kick off the evening block with Graham Dobbin and his show, The Mind Behind Leadership. My Mind Leadership, followed by Frank Harrison and Frank About Health and Johnny Tsunami with his show, Planet Pakalolo, all about the cannabis industry. So thank you all for tuning in. We will talk to you next week. Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2 They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.